And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello once again, and welcome to the show that never ends. Well, we won't go quite that far, but welcome back to our latest pandemic cast. We are out here on the porch, and we call it Porch by Porch West, folks. So you can uh, just get out on your porch, crank up your speakers so the neighbors can hear. But the important thing is you stay home, follow your local government, your health officials' directions, and we can get through this. Protect yourself everybody else and listen to some great indie artists and their music like the group who call themselves Midnight Echo. This is Carbon Copy.
carbon copy. They call themselves the Midnight Echo. They're an alternative rock act based out of Toronto, Canada. And last year, 2019, they toured extensively through Canada in support of their previous release, How to Escape Reality. After returning from uh, their tour in the fall, they hit the studio and recorded their five-song sophomore release, Dichotomy, which was released April 17th of this year. And uh, they fuse hook-laden anthems like uh, the early 2000s, along with synth-driven vibes of 80s new wave and create their own kind of unique atmospheric sound. And I, I kind of like their their use of uh, the echo effect as virtually part of the lyrics. What say you, John Bon Jovial? The echo effect is very nice. Uh, there, there are certain kinds of enhancements that really aren't too bad and really do help a particular piece of music out. There are others that don't, auto-tune being one of them, as you well know. But I got to tell you, I, 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 know, I do like this. It's got a nice, bright, pop, upbeat feel to it. And I think it's a song that is directed toward, uh, you know, the, the typical maybe 18 to 25-year-old. It's narrow cast, but it's well done. And uh, depending upon how they market it, I think it can do well. I agree. I agree. They've got a good sound. They've got a good hook. Uh, and, and it is, it's, you hit the nail on the head as far as the target market. But the, the nice thing about it is it doesn't turn off the other markets. No, I, mean, you I enjoyed listening the young kids, to it. The, the kids that are in the pre-rock uh, aren't going to be set back, set off by it as being, you know, too much in any one direction. Exactly. And the, the, uh, Elder statesmen like us aren't uh, turned off by it either. No, so no, I, you I get a couple a, of dinosaurs uh, in the room like us, and <laughs> if we like it, you know. <laughs> now, but but now wait a minute, wait a minute. If we like it, is that the kiss of death? <laughs> you know, you might have a point there. I'm not sure, but hey, uh, the folks up in Canada uh, really love them. So I guess the uh, they aren't scaring everybody off, and no, we're they, not. They that have much a nice, bright, and optimistic sound to them. Uh, and if this is representative of what they do, then I'd like to see us get them on the show. It'd be nice to talk to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll see what the listeners think. You listeners out there, let us know. Our email is david at thedavidbowers.com. Uh, write us, tell us what you think about the Midnight Echo. And, uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we will get them on the show. We'll shout out right now to some of our friends and uh including especially Mary Perry, who's an accredited disability representative in Rochester, New York. She underwrites the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. Yeah, I had a little trouble with that one, but uh, we turned the page and move on anyway. We love you, Mary Perry. Thank you so much for making sure that the David Bowers Awards is heard on Rochester Free Radio. I want to remind our listeners, Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show follows the David Bowers Awards on Saturdays at noon on Rochester Free Radio, and Armin Spins also on Rochester Free Radio. Check him out, too, because he plays some really eclectic selections, some great music, but I guarantee most of it you have probably never heard of before. He gets those, you know, those not hits, those things that could have been, should have been, but weren't hits, and uh, he digs them out and lays them on you, and I'll tell you, he can really impress you with some of the stuff. And you, Some of that stuff you'd sit there and say, how did that not make it? But uh, 
That's the kind of stuff he comes up with. Uh, he's got an ear for the near misses, I guess would be one way of putting it. we got a lot of people on the show as usual today. And, well, I mean, we've got two people, but we got a lot of music and a lot to talk about. So we want to get right to it. We also want to... Uh, well, we should get to our uh, first The David Bowers Award, and we want to salute Jill Santabanez and all our friends at the Nashville Entertainment Weekly who have, uh, have connected with us recently. And uh, they have, a uh, obviously, an Entertainment Weekly in Nashville uh, where you can find out about all the latest in the artists and repertoire and their uh, their songs and everything in uh, out coming out of Nashville, Music City, USA. And also, uh, they have a record label, uh, interestingly enough, and they have some excellent artists on there also. And Jill introduced us to one emerging artist, Nash- or emerging Nashville artist, Katie Garibaldi, who will be joining us on the David Bowers Awards on our May 10th show. I know you'll want to look forward to that. She's a uh, she's an excellent artist. I think she's got a big, bright future, and we're going to give you a chance to find out for yourself on our May 10th show. Right now on this show, we've got our first guest standing by, and so we're going to drop a track of his on you, and then we're going to sit and chat with him for a while. Here's Ray Powers with a thing called Gotta. See the lines on my face Growing deeper every day Feel I've aged ten years Since the start of May Trying to repair the broken pieces That I seem to keep breaking Looking for a way to clear The mess I keep on making But I Find out what went wrong Gotta get some answers I 
Flowers, that's called. Gotta, I was just thinking, we've almost, uh, <laughs> we almost sound like a, uh, like a uh, legal office here, an attorney's office or something. We got, uh, we got Bowers, Powers, and Bon Jovial. Uh, hey, what a, what a lineup there. Let's bring the man on and give him a talking to. Let's hear sure. what he's got to say. Ray, how you doing? David, how you doing? Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure, doing just fine, thanks, and uh, just great to have you here. It's always fun to get to meet new artists, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you, we have a streak going of some great artists. I think you're going to be, I think you're the next one on the list here. We've had a lot of fun with a lot of great people, made a lot of friends, and uh, got to learn about a lot of artists that we didn't know before, and uh, we're glad to have you here. As I said, this track of yours got to uh Interesting. Is this something you wrote yourself? I co-wrote that. Um, funny story. Um, it's probably the fastest song that my partner and I had written. He had sent me a lyric via email a couple of years ago. And he's like, yeah, see what you can do with this. We were in, in an active band at the time. And as I'm reading down the email, the music is literally just coming to me as I'm reading each line. And I, I write music a lot easier than I write lyrics, but I mean, this was just like exponential. This was just, it was there and it was incredible. Within 15 minutes, I had the idea. After 30 minutes, I sent him back a demo. He's like, are you kidding me? But it was there. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens that way. And uh, yeah. as we found from talking with other artists in the past, oftentimes some of the best stuff happens like that. I guess it's, I, I don't know, you just you just write it from the heart, from the spur of the moment, from the feel, and you don't have time to tinker it and spoil it. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I can see where that could happen, and uh, it's got to be a great feeling when it does because you can sit there, I know, you can sit there and struggle with something for hours or days even and uh, have it not come together for you. So it's uh, it's got to be a real kick when it does happen. And the worst is when, like, your guys will come over to write a song. I found out that that doesn't work. It almost never works. Like, let's have a writing session. Like, let's right. just have spontaneity, spontaneity just, like, fall out of the sky. It, You know, sometimes it, I guess it could. So maybe some guys are that good. But, you know, usually my idea is just hitting in the middle of the night. I'm taking a shower. You know, it's like, oh, sure. let me get to a phone or a recorder. You don't know when it's going to hit. Yeah, I know that uh, in, in the past when I was in various stages of business that I was in, whether it was broadcast, whether it was selling uh, advertising or whatever it was, and you'd, you know, you'd have these staff meetings, these obligatory meetings and these brainstorming sessions, and you'd, you know, you'd go through and try to come up with ideas and everything. But some of the best stuff was stuff that uh, we came up with on our own, like you said, maybe in the middle of the night or you wake up in the morning and say, holy crap, that's a good idea. And you write it down and you take that to the meeting with you because those meetings really, they really only turn out to be a, uh, a session of rehashing stuff that you have already thought of. There's uh, right. not often that you get a real great idea comes right out of the meeting room. John Bon Jovi, you look anxious to say something here. Well, yeah, I, I, just, I wanted to add that uh, the thought came to me while listening to the conversation that it's, it's almost like a musical version of improv theater. If it comes to you, it comes yeah. to you, and there's, there's no way that you can force it. It just happens. It, is is that True. is that uh, Ray? Does that pretty much apply to what you're trying to do? Yeah, I found almost ninety nine percent of the time, you like like you said, it just hits you and it's there. And when the inspiration is there, you better have something to capture it because 
it's fleeting. A lot of times I've dreamt of parts of songs and I've had to like wake up and scramble for like, you know, a piece of paper or, you know, now right, we have phones sure. with recorders, but uh, mm-hmm. David, how bad is it when you're leaving a meeting and speaking of board meetings, you leave the meeting and two minutes later, it's like, damn it. I wanted to say that. And everybody's going oh, yeah. around. <laughs> hey, does that, yeah. does that, doesn't that always happen? Yeah. <laughs> And you don't want to wait till the next meeting because heck, that's not till next Monday. It's old news, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. Ray, tell the people a little bit and tell us too because this is our first chance to talk with you. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, and how you got into music, how you got to where you are today. Well, I'm Brooklyn born, and I still live within 15 minutes of New York City. Um, piano lessons from the time I was six till about nine or ten. A Catholic school nun. She was super cool. Uh, Dad was a doo-wop singer, so I'm second generation. They didn't go pro, so to speak, but I mean, you know, they were really, really good. A lot of street corners, and they even got to play the uh, 1964 World's Fair main stage. I wish they had video of that. Really? yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. But hey, just having the memory is something special. Yeah. But I I, I really... Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I've been touring since I'm 15 years old. Um, of course, during the summertime, you know, being chaperoned sure. as a teenager. But, you know, I played keyboards, and then I taught myself how to play guitar and then bass. And then uh, the thing about touring with chaperoned acts is they're feeding you, they're putting you in hotels, they're taking care of you. Then when you're 19 years old and you join a New York City club band, and you're like, hey, where's our spread? Where do we get dressed? And they're just <laughs> looking at you like you're... There's a bathroom right there, and we have chips behind the bar. Here's a drink ticket. Get out of here. Right. Uh, one thing you said really, really intrigued, you know, because it's something you don't hear very often, and that is, and, and please, please, all the nuns of the world, please forgive me for saying this, but I can't resist. I've got to say it. How often do you hear of a cool nun in Catholic school? There, you know, some, I guess it's hit or miss. They're like, you know, everybody else. You have really cool people in every – you have some cool lawyers. I think sure. Bowers, Powers in Bon Jovial would certainly uh, – I would I would hire them <laughs> if I had got in trouble. Yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting package here. John and I have been – oh, we've been beating each other up for, what, about 40 years or more now? 45, uh, wow. 45 years, in, yeah. Yeah, we met in Tampa Radio back in the 70s, and uh, wow. uh, we – Still haven't, uh, we still haven't been able to drive each other away. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, 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 I turned, I turned your yeah, hair really. gray, and and you made me lose mine. So I suppose we're even. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm with right. John. I, I lost mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember John when he head. had hair. So I guess that's. <laughs> what are you doing now, Ray? What you, besides, uh, you know, besides the obvious, recording some music. I mean, are you, you, you got to be still writing. Are you doing? some uh, arranging are you doing some uh planning are you planning to go on the road or maybe do some uh some uh, live streams during the shutdown yeah well i'm definitely working on some new material uh this package that i have out now of course is a compilation from the past decade remastered so this moving forward i'm ready to put out new singles you know fourth quarter of this year first quarter of next year eventually we'll be doing tours again so i'll be out there relentlessly promoting this but in the meantime yeah anytime somebody wants me to do like a live stream or something like that absolutely 
Fantastic. Now, you mentioned your uh, New York connection, and I, I, I have to say I really envy you being that close to home, as it were, and, uh, and, and still being in your own world there. That's a, that's a uh, rare combination, in, especially in this business. Uh, but yeah. you're close enough to the heart of it to have a real good feel. How has this uh, coronavirus situation affected you personally, other than the obvious that you can't tour? Well, luckily, um, I was smart enough to follow my guidance counselor and that really cool nun, I, I, and my mom and dad, I followed their <laughs> advice. Always have a plan B in your back pocket, you know. They say, don't quit mm -hmm. your day job, kid, and they meant it. So I've got a little promotional business that obviously it's been slowed down because a lot of my business is face-to-face, -face, but, you know, it's, it's minimized, but I'm still out there making contacts. I've been doing a lot of voiceover work. A lot of landscaping in the back, you know, just keeping busy, working out, uh, sure. keeping, just keeping out of trouble. I mean, because everybody's home now. I can't afford to get in trouble. I hear you. It doesn't, uh, you, don't have the, uh, you don't have the luxury. <laughs> I, don't I can't have the luxury I get no far to run to. <laughs> That's true, too. Boy, that that has really cramped the industry there. John Bon Jovial, I can see you've got a thought stewing away there well, in your yeah, head. Yeah, you know, it's just back in the day, if you got yourself in trouble wherever you were, the town you were in, it's like you just pull up stakes and move on to the next place, and nobody really knows who the hell you are. Right. But, of course, in this yeah. day of high technology, that's kind of impossible anymore unless you really get yourself <laughs> off the grid, and that's damn near impossible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, even if your cell phone is, is uh, off, I think you ping anyway. I'm not quite sure how that works, but uh, you know, I get, I think of something and it shows up in my uh, my wish list. So, you, yeah, you can't hide anymore. It's, it's over. <laughs> no, yeah. you can't. But Tell the, me the, about the, it. the question, you, uh, I, we were the last ones. Yeah, Ray, I do have a question though, and, and that is, you know, this song that we just listened to, "Gotta," is this. You know, now as I, I tell all the guests, because either I will or Dave will, uh, I never get to hear the music until the day of the show. So the only song of right. yours that I've heard right now is "Gotta," and I like it. I like it a lot. Is this representative of what you do, or is this a continuing metamorphosis of something that you're aiming for? I think that's a pretty good median as far as um, if you if someone said give me one or two songs which is pretty much what I did. Um, that's one of the ones I'm most proud of. That that came out, not only did it come to us immediately, but when we went to the studio, I only had two full days to record that song from start to finish. Uh, you know, we, we set these impossible deadlines, and it came out exactly the way I wanted to and better. And I have some songs where I, I have to say I settled because we had deadlines, but with that one, I couldn't be happier as you know, as far as how that came out. And I'm very proud of that one. That's that's probably my second favorite. It's a good sound. I, I couldn't help but uh, catch what you said there about the time it took you in recording it. So you're, you're basically saying it took you longer to record the song than it did to write it. Oh, yeah. And, well, I, you know, I do <laughs> a lot of it myself. Um, I play bass. I, I play guitar. I, I, actually, on that song, I did everything but the drums, and that was more of yeah. I like to work with other people, but in this case, I didn't have the time to sure. go and get personnel. It was just, let's get this out, and, you know, we have to get it pressed. you got to get it mixed, mastered, the whole deal. So, obviously, they have windows, too. So, you know, the, some of and these deadlines are hard. That's one of the advantages 
of this uh, high-tech era that we're in that you can do that easily i mean you know back in the uh, in the days of yore uh, it uh, it was a project to do something like that. I remember Ray Stevens was one uh, who did a lot of his own tracks uh, and created a lot of stuff, do multi-tracking. And then of course, uh, uh, in the, uh, in the beach, uh, the beach era of the sixties, uh, you had uh, Jan and Dean started with what, with a 16 track or something, two, eight tracks yeah. together in the garage or something like that to do all of the uh, overdubs. And uh, now, now if you got yourself a computer with a, with the, uh, you know, enough, enough brain in it that you can, you get yourself of a virtual studio that you carry around in your briefcase or under your arm. And, uh, you want to do a recording, you sit down some quiet place and make a recording and then you take it home and work on it from there. So it's a, uh, it's a neat availability, something that, uh, I think, uh, we're, we're seeing more and more of more artists come on here who have, uh, mastered uh, a lot of their own tracks from yeah. scratch and played most of, if not all the instruments on there. And I, I think it's a, uh, personally, I think it's a great thing and I salute the artists for doing it. I know that back in our day, as John said, we're dinosaurs, uh, back in our day, uh, artists wish they could do that because, you know, yeah. artists back then you, you start with your own and then you, you get either a, a, a manager, an agent or somebody or a, uh, studio, and they'll take you in and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We got the, these guys lined up for you and you're going to do it in there and we're going to do it this way. And you didn't have the availability or you didn't have the option of saying, Hey, I want to do it this way. Let me show you how I want to do it. And, uh, I know it right. was one thing, one thing Tommy James had mentioned to us when he went to, uh, when he, uh, signed on with roulette uh, records and, uh, he was working with them in New York. And he said that in that day, he was lucky. He and the Shandells were lucky because they got to do it their way simply because the management of the record company, it was a front of the mob and the management didn't know how to run a record company. So they basically let them go. Yeah. They basically let them go and said, you know, um, do what you want to do. You know, uh, essentially they were saying, we don't know how to run a record company. You do what you want to do and we'll put it out there and hope it sells. And, uh, that's what, uh, that's what Tommy James and the Shandells did. They were able to do their own, uh, their own instrumentation as well as the writing. And, uh, basically, uh, everything except run, basically everything except pay themselves. <laughs> I'm going to make but, you a yeah. record you can't refuse. There you exactly. go. <laughs> yeah, back in the uh, the 50s and 60s, you know, when you had the Brill Building writing your songs and you right. had the wrecking no. crew all lined up, Phil Spector had the guys already, and you walked in, and here's your music. And that's the other yeah. thing. You probably had to learn to read music back then. Now it's like oh, yeah. computers do everything for you. Yeah, you didn't have to learn all the instruments, but you had to learn how to read the music. And, yeah, I can only imagine what it must have been like for a new artist to uh, walk into a studio uh, for Phil Spector and have, <laughs> have the studio, the musicians all set up and all the equipment set up and, <laughs> and the offices on the way in all filled with musicians creating that wall of sound that he did. It must have been outrageous. But uh, yeah, the Brill Building, uh, what a fantastic story there with all of the yeah. artists that came out of there, the, the geniuses that wrote 
all of those hits, and many of them turned into major artists on their own. I mean, uh, Neil Diamond, Carol King, uh, Neil Sedaka, uh, the names are, are just a, a hall of fame. What? That's one thing I wish I could have done and been a part of, got down to see the Brill Building, and I didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, me too. If I could go back 50, 60 years, I'd want to be a songwriter in the Brill Building. I mean, it doesn't get any better. Hoagie Carmichael, Juggy Gale. Uh-oh. I mean, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the foundations of, uh, of today's music, really. I mean, everything we're doing today evolved out of that, and uh, you, know, you can Imagine. almost... You could make a uh, a great case for the Brill Building uh, being a uh, Hall of Fame all in its own right. But uh, absolutely. Well, we've got a couple of moments left here before we let you go. I want to thank you, of course, for coming by and spending time with us and talking about your music. Tell us about this next track we're going to play called "It's You." Well, "It's You" is actually uh, that's if I'm going to pick favorites. That's my favorite. I mentioned Dada was number two. This is number one. It was the first one that was commercially released, and I was blessed enough to have Nashville get behind this. It took 10 months, but they know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't rush things. They, they just say, trust us. Right. So it's mm-hmm. a very, very, very tight community, as you know, and a very tough nut to crack. But once they take you in, as long as you do things right, and I, I played ball and everything else, and I was patient, and I got this to... Indie number one, I got this um, on the biggest, at the time, the biggest top 40 indie chart in the world was right out of Nashville, and I got this to number one 10 months after release, so I was floored when I found out. I bet you were. Well, again, we want to thank you so much for coming by and seeing us, thank talking with us, telling us about your music. You mentioned that you're going to be around fourth quarter of this year, first quarter of next year. You're going to be releasing some new stuff. Maybe we can prevail upon you to come back and uh, and share, if not debut it with us. And uh, definitely like to have you come back and do just that. I would love that, guys. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Stay in touch. I always tell our guests, uh, one of the uh, one of the social media pages we have is on Facebook. Uh, it's just the David Bowers Awards. It's a group's music page. That is there specifically for our guests and other music people to post their new music, their play dates, whatever they've got that they want to share. That's what it's there for, and we'll pick it up and spread it around to our other social media sites. Ray Powers, thank you so much for being here, and I guess this is appropriate, uh, the, the out song for this. It's you. I wasn't born with the keys to a kingdom. That's okay, I'm not looking to reign. Never wanted a parade, always thought I had it made.
It's you. That's Ray Powers right here on the David Bowers Awards. And uh, we're so glad to have had him come by. Great to meet him. Another great artist on the list of the many that we've been fortunate enough to bring you here on the David Bowers Awards. We've got another one lined up for you coming up in just about, oh, I don't know, three and a half, four minutes or so right after we listen to a track by them. They call themselves Delta Phonic. You're going to find them a little funkier, a little bluesier, and uh, I think you're going to like them. We'll be talking to Andrew Weeks from Delta Phonic right after we listen to Liars. Liars 
They call themselves Delta Phonic. And here to talk about them is Andrew Weeks. Andrew, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing just fine, thanks. And uh, uh, great sound you've got there. Really like it. I uh, like most of the artists that we have on here. We get we get our guests from uh, mostly from one of two ways: either referrals, or agents call us or write us and say, "Hey, I've got this artist I'd like to have on." Or in my uh, scouting around, listening to music all over the place, I'll hear something and I'll say, wow, this is an artist I want to get on the show. And yours was one of the latter there. Although uh, I've worked with Doug a lot, I heard your music and I told Doug, I said, yeah, I'd li- really like to get this group on. And uh, lo and behold, here you are. Glad you could be with us. Tell us a little what bit an honor. about, well, our pleasure. Tell us a little bit first about Delta Phonic. Yeah, uh, Delta Phonic is in New Orleans. Our core lineup is a trio these days. It's a I'm the I'm the band leader. I sing and I play a hybrid guitar, much similar to what Charlie Hunter plays. That is a it's actually made by a company he owns part of, but it has three bass strings and three guitar strings and different octaves with a different with a pickup. Puts them out through different jacks. And so I basically play bass as well as slide guitar and then. We have a lead guitarist, Paul Provosti. He used to be in the band Earfunk, Earfunk, who's a phenomenal player, and then Trenton O'Neill on drums. But then we also have a bunch of other collaborators who you can hear on the album there, uh, some real heavy hitters. And, and what, what is the album? What is the album name? The album is called "The Funk, The Soul, and The Holy Groove." The funk, and the soul, and the holy groove. I like Great it. Great title. Yeah, you, I love it. Do you also create the titles, or is that somebody else's department? <laughs> yeah, I came up with it. It's taken from the last verse of one of the songs on the album, Don't Have to Be Good. And um, it's the last verse is sort of a sort of parody of the Lord's Prayer. Right, and right. Hill Country Blues form. <laughs> How long have you guys been together in your current form? About three years-ish, two to three years. This album that we're just releasing now with Liars is sort of our like introduction to a bigger scale thing. We put a lot of time into making the album with the intention of sort of like reaching a much larger audience. Well, you've got a good start. You've got a good sound to do it with John Bon Jovial. Yeah, I was listening to the uh, the song, Andrew, and it, it kind of, um, uh, I'm not sure how far back you go in years, but uh, back in the, the late 60s, early 70s, there was a band called Ten Wheel Drive, and they had a real funky sound to them, and, uh, and, and this kind of smacked of that, and uh, I, I, I say that as a high compliment, because I was always a big, big fan of theirs. And so I, 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 I think you're doing the sound. You may not sound exactly like them, but you've got that genre, and I think you're doing it justice. Thank you, yeah. Uh, did you only hear Liars? That's, yeah, I, and, and I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what uh, we tell every artist. You know, by design, uh, David doesn't let me listen to the music. <laughs> poor, poor pitiful for me. <laughs> but he doesn't let me listen to the music until the actual show itself. So, uh, so I, it, it's the the opinion that I give is going to be a first reaction opinion, and you know, there's some stuff that really 
stinks. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to come out and say that. I'm, I'm kind. <laughs> but if it's something that I really am enthusiastic about, I'll talk about it. I'll gush about it. And, and I do. I, I truly do like what you're doing. Well, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I was, yeah, I was just saying uh, that is the most funk, like straight up funk track on the album. A lot of the rest stuff is more uh, hill country kind of blues, rock and roll sound, but still with the funky grooves. But yeah, but uh, do, 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 your, do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube and look up Ten Wheel Drive. I think you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I, re- I remember them. Uh, you now you're you're based out of New Orleans. You obviously will play a lot in New Orleans normally. Yeah, we play around here a lot. Um, Frenchman Street and you know some festivals and whatever events are happening. And we I tour know a lot a, too. I know it's it's uh, really quiet down there. I was reading an article the other day. Uh, I think it was over the weekend that uh, was talking about how. Uh, how it has really put the squash on the uh, on the whole city, really. How is this affecting you personally? You know, it's it's at first it was a huge shock, and it's very very weird because it's you know Jazz Fest mid Jazz Fest week between the two weekends right now, which would normally mm-hmm. be the height of sure. music madness, uh, but. I will say there's a couple of foundations and stuff that put up aid pretty quickly for musicians and also the unemployment cares thing. So, I mean, we're all doing all right. You know, no, everyone's got their health, fortunately. Um, well, that's a good thing. But it's that's certainly a good thing. Sort of, you know, yeah. it, it's really strange. Yeah. To, you, you go online to, you know, if like, for example, if you go to earthcam.com and you can see some of the uh, live uh, webcams of New Orleans and uh, the French Quarter, and it is so weird to see the streets totally empty. I, I've never seen it like that before, and I've been to New Orleans a bunch oh. of times. And I went to the Mardi Gras back in 1976, and I, I it, people say, what was it like? And I always <laughs> tell them it's the biggest, best, and fastest party I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andrew? and in, this, in terms of yep, this year, Andrew. also the one that's, Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt you. You go ahead and finish first. This is your spot, not mine. <laughs> oh. uh, I was just saying that I've been bicycling out during the pandemic, you know, go out on a Saturday night bicycle ride down Bourbon Street, and there's nobody there. You know, it's, like, scary because you feel like you might get robbed. It's so empty. <laughs> it's something out of a Stephen King movie or yeah, something. Yeah, the the, the question I have question i have uh obviously this is a uh, this is a major head trip for everybody and you know, musicians like a lot of artists whether they're uh actors musicians whatever uh it is really they're into it very deeply mentally it's a drive it's a it's a it's a big thing. It's it's more than a part of their life. It is their life. And uh, in the couple of minutes that we have left, I'm wondering this First off, how this affects you. All of a sudden, you don't have this this thing that you have that keeps you going. You know, the, the, the taskmaster is not there with the whip saying, you got to produce today. And at the same time, you got to look ahead and think, how are you going to adapt 
when you do go back to work, do you think it's going to be a period of adjustment to get pumped up and back into the field again? Yeah, I think we have been blessed in that we have been, after we took a quick break, but then we immediately started making live studio videos. Uh, And we've just been making videos every week and working on songs. So I think we really will be ready to go mentally and be, you know, be sharp, practice, rehearse, and nothing and whatnot when the time comes. That's um, good. That's good so to hear. I, be, be sure. And uh, I told uh, I told uh, our last guest, and I want to mention to you also, I have a page on Facebook among all the social media. There's a The David Bowers Awards Groups page on Facebook that's up there solely for the purpose of our guests and anybody in the music business that's got music and news that they want to post on there. That's what it's there for. So feel free to go to that page. We want you to keep in touch with us anyway. We like to stay in touch with our guests. But that page, go up there anytime you've got new music, you got a new video, uh, you know, uh, you got want to post information about the group and your music, whatever you got that you want to spread the word on, go ahead. That's what that page is there for. And we will pick it up and spread it around to our other social media pages. So uh, keep that in the back of your mind. We'd love to see some of these uh, live videos of yours. That'd be a good place to pop them up. And uh, like I said, we'll help you spread the word there too. We've got about a minute left before we do go. I want to, uh, I want to give you a chance to uh, tell people how they can find you in the group online and also tell us a little bit about the next track we're going to play from your new album called Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, once again, I'm Andrew Weeks of Delta Phonic. And you can find Delta Phonic, deltaphonic.com. All the social media is facebook.com slash deltaphonic. That's D-E-L-T-A-P-H-O-N-I-C. Uh, the next song, Mississippi, is probably the bluesiest song off the record. Uh, it's inspired by the state and the river. And there's a quote, a quote in it from a famous philosopher that I will leave you all to guess. <laughs> there you go. Now you got people thinking, and that's a good thing. Not only is it good to get them to think, but it's a good way to get them to remember you too. Andrew Weeks, thank you so much. All the best to you and uh, and the guys in Delta Phonic. Be sure and extend our best wishes, and uh, hope you uh, hope you all manage to stay safe, safe and healthy. Keep in touch. We look forward to having you back again, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Weeks. They call themselves Delta Phonic. This is Mississippi. But she 
I like that. Mississippi by Delta Phonic. And uh, what a way to end the show. Another great show. Hope you liked it as much as we did. And double hope that you'll come back and join us next week for another hour of indie music and talk with the artists who make it. Thank you so much. We really love having you here with us. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for you, we'd have no reason to be here. And uh, that would leave us with a awful lot of downtime to kill so <laughs> we'll look for you back here again next week thanks to our guest this week andrew weeks of delta phonic and also mr ray powers 
We thank you all so much. And John Bon Jovial, I think it's time for you to take us home. Yes, sir. Nice, uh, smooth, Delta bluesy music there. I certainly did enjoy that. Hey, folks, you did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we're grateful that you did. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and is available for free on most major streaming services. And, of course, I don't want to forget the Valley of the Sun in beautiful Tempe, Arizona, where we bring you this show as well. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all those other silly social media platforms. And join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday, 12 p.m., right here on WRFZ-FM. That's 106.3 on your FM radio dial. And that's Rochester Free Radio. And, of course, uh, you can also find us on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and uh, 6 to 7 p.m. UTC. Until next week for the David Bowers Awards and Nick, our marvelously geeky engineer, and some guy that shows up occasionally named Hopalong Sarcassity, and all the other guys here at the studio and the David Bowers Awards, I am the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, thanking you for being with us and saying be sure to love each other, keep yourselves safe, wash your hands, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs>